Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a a Good afternoon and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 31. Uh, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or the one and only Mahi Gang FM, welcome to game time. Uh, I am your host, Slu Paho. On today's show, PSL Naming Rights, who is the next title sponsor going to be? We have a look at uh, four of its players in on, sorry, <clears throat> four of its players in or out. And 10 years on from the FIFA World Cup, uh, memories and just a general chat with someone who was there and we will introduce him shortly. But first, I am joined on air by a man who is the only freak I know who keeps clean sheets. It's Sean <laughs> Roberts. How are you doing, man? Yeah, Slew Dog. All good. Thanks, brother. And uh, the man with whom I share a name but not the one that gave us fame. It's Teko Modise. How are you doing? How about that riddle, bro? Hey, Chief. <laughs> You're getting better, Slu. Huh? Uh, how are you, Chief? I'm all good, all good. And you, how are you doing, bro? Fantastico, classico, papa. For those who don't know, Teko's second name is Sulufel. Yes. My first oh. name is Sulufel. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. Except he goes by Teko, I go by Slu. So, you know, basically two <laughs> P's in a pot. <laughs> but uh let's see if uh, my man sean roberts can top that with the joke of the day mm, mm, mm. are we ready guys so pressure, 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 pressure. why did the chicken get ejected from the soccer game for persistent foul play oh, <laughs> no. wow. yes no, no. <laughs> I, love, I love how you throw in persistent to there <laughs> you know <laughs> The emphasis on persistent there. I'm like, what what yeah. was this chicken doing? <laughs> Sean, Sean, bef- I just I just have a question. Be- do you actually say these jokes before to somebody and check if they work or not? I, I, or you just try them with us? I, I say it to my wife who never laughs, so which means it's funny. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. So, yeah. I mean, most, most great comedians say the same thing. The wife never laughs at the jokes. Correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get started with pole position. Pole position. Pole position is where we ask you guys, uh, our listeners, our readers, a question and ask you to send in your responses. Uh, we asked, who should the next title sponsor for the PSL be? And here's what you guys had to say. Well, my, my thinking is that perhaps Vodacom could be the perfect replacement for, for APSA. They could afford definitely more than what APSA could afford in the South African football. For this Mujibu. Must be part of uh, PSL. There's no other uh, company that must sponsor PSL. So only person with the foundation must sponsor PSL. I think our big league sponsor should be like Sanla or some, anything from uh, maybe Liqua, like Kasslaga. I think they're the ones that can make a, a good sponsor. I think if you can get Telcom as a sponsor, we can be all right as a PSL. And maybe the PSL Chrome. I think the PSL should try and get Castle Laga back as one of their sponsors because it generates a lot of money and can give 
the league more exposure than the the APSA Premiership. I think if Hennigan could be the one to sponsor uh, PSL, there is so much opportunities uh, in terms of our South African football. Why I'm saying that is because, uh, let's make an example, if um, Hennigan is the one to sponsor PSL, then that means uh, the championship on the UEFA Champions League, uh, they could be the one who can have maybe a friendly game with the champions of the PSL. So that gives all the PSL teams to fight hard in order for them to get a support. I think they must just take over from that moving forward. And that is it for pole position this week and it's a perfect segue into our leading story for the day uh, which is the PSL naming rights. So, so obviously our listeners had some fun there throwing a few names out. Uh, I remember mm. Multi-Choice was there. One guy said that he'd do it himself. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this specifically because we have a little bit more clarity. As far as reports are, mm. Bidvest, uh, Bedway and Telcom now lead the race for title sponsorship with Bidvest, the kind of runaway favorites right now. Um, so first, first things first, uh, and, and, and this links to the story of, of, of the Vitz players being sold because mm. Bidvest Vitz are set to sell the club, um, which would see Bidvest pull out as the lead sponsor. And that would, of course, open them up to the possibility of being the title sponsor for the league. So from that list, uh, which one has a nice ring to it, gents? Bidvest, Betway or Telcom? Sure. Um, first, just to go back to what the, the fans were saying, I like the idea of Heineken. Someone said Heineken. Yeah. I think there's such mm. a cool brand to get on board. Um, I doubt it's going to happen, but I just thought, uh, yeah, that would have been epic. And the, sort of the link with the Champions League would have been very cool. Yeah. Um, in terms of the PSL naming rights, what's making sense to me is obviously Bidvest. Um, it's obviously making more and more sense why they want to sell instead of putting 60 million a year into a PSL club why not put it into the league and get obviously a lot more exposure and um an interesting betway that's the first i've heard of that one Slew. so that's a very interesting one because mm. according to the psl not too long ago that um i think only cape town city have got away with it in terms of having um online betting in terms of uh, a, a key sponsor so yes that's an that yeah it's an interesting one something that confused me but it was sport 24 who reported betway as as, as a potential sponsor recently so i'm wondering what the, mm. do you think that it would it would, it would be a, a conflict of interest no i think that if this does happen if um, Betway come to the party it's just going to open up um, a whole nother business altogether for the PSL mm-hmm. a whole nother monster altogether so um, interesting times interesting space I'm still rooting for well not rooting I'm still believe it's probably going to be Bidvest I think the timing of this um, has sort of come at a perfect time if you know what I mean I think there's been a lot of work behind closed doors we haven't been aware of in terms mm. of the sale of Vitz mm. um, which is coming to light um, I'm not convinced on who they're selling it to that's the only problem and what <laughs> breaks my heart which we spoke about last week is that this is the oldest club in the country man and we just lose all that history just like that and it's uh, but it is a business guys it is a business and this is where we're at um, but I'm going for Bidvest I think that is my favourite what do you think Tex? say <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is you can tell that by by this move maybe with the law that is in place maybe Bitvest couldn't do the move that they're trying to do now while being associated with the team 
So therefore, it'll, it'll only make sense. Because with the sponsor, with the APSA sponsor, we knew all along. We've been speaking about this issue a long time ago. And knowing how PSL has been, they always, you know, and with also how big the PSL is, there's no way they can wait for the last three months and start looking for a sponsor. I'm sure this is a conversation that, that has been going on for years mm. and looking and finding ways how it, it you know it can work best and also you also want to be uh, have a sponsorship that will you know be able to sustain the league for the longest time and we're coming with the with, with all these betting companies yes it's great it creates an interesting topics on top on top of of the league itself but is it sustainable mm. is it going to be something that you always want to see three four years down the line bitvest we know it's been there for so long the company itself it's that big so so i think it's 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 just one of those uh conversations but imagine if you were a player as well that you you just renewed your contract and then all of a sudden hey team we're selling we're selling the team therefore you just have to wait and see what what it what transpires because your clearance will never be yours until whatever team that sells you because at that at the time the team also still owns your right and i think that's the situation mm. i once was in and i'll never wish for any player to be in that situation but then again, we've we realized that how important it is for Bitfest to think that to saving money from, you know, um, all the expenses that they've been going through every season to put back in the league, like Shona said, where they get more exposure, you know, more ads on it. You know, there's so much to 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 get from from being the big sponsor. But yet again, you ask yourself a question: What is it that APSA couldn't do that Bitfest would do coming in as a new sponsor? Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't wanna you wouldn't wanna follow the trade that has been happening all along. So you wanna come in and implement certain things differently. What is what what excitement are you bringing in besides the fact that you're bringing in capital? Mm. But what else are you bringing in within the league? I think those are the kind of things that we we need to be looking for. Because I think there's so many big companies that will step up and say, "I'll I don't mind the PSL," because we know how interesting the PSL is, and I'm sure the revenues are very very interesting as well. But we wanna know. Like, what is it that Beatverse will, will bring in that APSA couldn't do? Because I, I feel like with APSA, it's been there for so long, we end up missing the point of that being our main sponsor because you only see activations there and there. You only see certain things um, in terms of football itself there and there. But I don't think it was being done in a broader scale or it was done very publicly for everybody to know and pay notice. Mm. Uh, or we'll see how Bitverse actually... For me, it's interesting to see whoever that comes in. I just want to know what is it that they're going to bring into the table that hasn't been done before. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's interesting. The, the, the First, it was reported that APSA might pull out was back in January. Um, and January, funnily enough, is also the month that they appointed their first black CEO as, as, as group CEO for APSA. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I mean, when it comes to a bank, you kind of have more direct knowledge of why they might be shrinking. It's not necessarily that the, the, the quality of the deal isn't there, which is why I think we are already seeing people jumping at the opportunity. Um, you know, I think, I think Bidvest's perhaps as you're saying this has been in the works for a while because a lot of news is coming out very quickly regarding Bidvest the naming rights uh, and mm. also players being sold from the team mm. so I think we're, no, we're... I, th- I think Slu just, just, just to add in there but I mean uh, Dr. Causa is is a very very clever man um, of course he would have had a plan B up his sleeve months ago maybe mm. even a year ago a year so ago. if if 
Yeah, absolutely. So if, if ABSA were not going to renew, which they haven't, there would have been a plan B, there would have plan, been a plan C, and there would have been a plan D. So it's just a matter of us waiting to see who that plan B is, but it's already done. So whoever that is, you know, I think it's Bitvest. I could be wrong, but uh, time will tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It would be strange for this many rumors to be coming out. And, you know, we'll get we'll get into the players. And also, I want to bring up Gavin Hunt particularly. But it looks like we're going to be looking at a much, much different league next season. Uh, uh, but let's uh, jump right onwards to the international news desk. For those of you who don't know, the international news desk is where we take a look at the top five leagues over in Europe, our favorite ones, uh, news that might be coming out of there. And this week we have the League 1 in France <laughs> has reversed <laughs> The They have uh, the what's it? Uh, France's highest administrative court has rejected an appeal to reverse a decision to end the league one season early amid the coronavirus crisis, but ruled that relegation for Amiens and Toulouse would be suspended. So put in simple terms, French football is not coming back until next season, but Toulouse and Amiens will remain in the top flight, which means that the league will be played with 22 teams next season. Mm. So this is going to be a kind of double barrel question. One, what do you uh, think of the news, particularly when it comes to a guy like Bongani Zungu? And two, does this give an indication of what, what could happen for the PSL in terms of the 18-team league that we've been rumoring and, and talking about for years? Yeah, I I hope so. Just to answer the second part of the question, I hope that... I mean, for, the, for me, this is just the obvious way to do business in, in amidst a crisis like this. And, and no one knows what's... You know, no one was predicting this. So um, it's very unfair... Um, and, I, and I say this like it's unfair for say like an Amazulu to get relegated if, if the season if they, if they call the season quits now it's unfair for any team to get relegated having said that it is an opportunity and we've spoken about this at length is to make this an 18 team PSL for next season which they've been wanting to do for years there is no better opportunity than right now to do this whether we agree with it or disagree with it we've spoken about it um, that's another conversation so yeah, I mean, it's obviously great for Zungu as well. I mean, fantastic. What do, what do you think, Tex? Uh, the, I, I saw even a tweet. He's happy that they're back. Yeah. And funny enough, only three teams actually lodged the complaint. The ones that are affected. The rest of them, they were like, nah, we're okay, we'll chill. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but, but like, uh, just that it'll, it'll be very interesting also to see how they're going to get back to the 20 teams. You know, how are they going to do that are they going to have playoffs come next season so that they can reduce the numbers to go back to 20 teams or are they going to continue going forward with 20 with 22 because bear in mind that having more teams doesn't necessarily mean there's more quality mm. and also the teams that are also playing in those champions league they've got now they're going to have to play more games you know so 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 sometimes yes to have so many teams within the within the league yes it's great for the for for fans and for tv you know you've got so much variety to to, to showcase but the other game if the standard is dropping there's no point and we know the standard in in, in league r you know it's, it's always been that issue there like i've always said i think most of the guys the doctors and physicians they play during the weekend <laughs> but coming back to, coming back to to, to south africa say 
I think, yes, like you said, it's an opportunity for, 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 for that to happen, to have 18 teams. And uh, my only issue that I have with that is we, we can have as many teams as we want in the PSL, but we both know that most teams that are, are in the PSL, they share facilities. So now imagine now you're having three teams from Pulukwa. The three, all of them, they're gonna, all of three of them, they're going to use the same stadium. Mm. You know, you have you have your cheaper that is just alone there in PE, which is fine. They can use Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. Um, you got Cape Town City and uh, Stellenbosch that can use Cape Town Stadium. But once it becomes three or four, it becomes an issue. Mm. Now you end That's up, a- you know, you end up having you end up having going to the same place four times. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to go to Limpopo four or five times. No team wants to do that. <laughs> also, you know? also an- another thing that people aren't talking about is you add two two teams to the PS. PSL, that's uh, an extra five million rand per month in grants that the that the PSL has to then pay out. So whatever title sponsor comes in, it becomes a, a bit of a bigger bill for them as well. Mm. Yeah, but they would have they, they would cater for that. I think. I think this has all been sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. This has all been strategically planned. Whether it and, and we're just talking that it is going to happen. It might not even happen, but uh, um, it's 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 all been factored in. Slew, uh, that's for sure. But yeah, so it's a, it's 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 an interesting time, I think. Um, and uh, you know, our next our next story is a little bit lighthearted, but we're going to be co- coming back to this idea of what the PSL should be doing next. Uh, pretty soon. So another thing to look at uh, for, for, for the desk is um, Europe's most valuable players list has been And, you know, a lot of this list, clearly it's it's one, youth is, plays a big part and, and potential, uh, I think, plays a huge part because four of the top five are coming out of, are coming out of England. It's uh, Raheem Sterling, Jaden Sancho, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Marcus Rashford. Uh, they make up the top five, and the only person more valuable than them is Kylian Mbappe for PSG. Interestingly, mm. Barcelona star Lionel Messi is 22nd on the list, and Juventus star Cristiano Ronaldo, now 35, is 70th on the list. Um, and so, so here's here's a question that I'll pose to you guys: When you look at that list, do you guys see names that you'll think, okay, that guy can take the the the, the baton from Messi or from Ronaldo? Look, I mean, Mbappe for sure. But the, the one name that really impresses me, and I'm so happy to see him in the top five, is Trent Alexander-Arnold and how amazing and how uh, consistent he has been for Liverpool. I mean, he's just been, he's such a pleasure to watch and to see him grow. And he's, how old is he? Is he, is he 19 or 20? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And he's just getting better and better and better. Um, and he's valued at, what, 152 million pounds at that age. I mean, come on, man. It's, you know, if, if he was in South Africa at 18, 19, he's still playing MDC. So, <laughs> now, now the guy's worth 150 million. Now he's worth 3 billion rand. I mean, that's the difference. That's what you're dealing with. It's, it's, it's crazy. Raheem Sterling as well. You go back three seasons ago. He was, or maybe four seasons ago, completely out of favor at Man City. Um, going through such a rough patch and is con- just done a 180 and reinvented himself and is just uh, is one of the best players in the world and, and 173 million pounds valuation that just shows I mean it's stupid numbers guys I mean it's ridiculous it's crazy yeah oh yeah yeah you know I always have an issue with the numbers for players and all that stuff because I always I always had a problem in, in, in terms of how these players are you know are viewed and how they're placed hmm. and um, like they have said you know they focus on you know, the top five leagues. And um, 
And the, the thing is, I think the list of probably, uh, let me focus on the top 10. I think this list is probably maybe most likely to win Ballon d'Or. That's what we're saying because if, if, if for me, I don't mind Mbappe being number one because I understand the hype behind Mbappe. Yes, mm. you know, he's a potential somebody. He's, he's got so much potential and there's high hopes until he plays for a big team, guys. For me, I'll judge him then. He still plays mm. for one of the best teams in, 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 not one of the best team in France where it wins, you know, with 10, 15 games to go every year. So until he faces stiff challenges week in, week out, that's when I'll start, start taking note of Mbappe like Sterling for me Sterling I know I've seen him from Liverpool I've seen his growth coming to Man City his struggles coming again struggling in the in the, in the England t-shirt coming back to become one of the key members in an England t-shirt to becoming the key members at Manchester I've seen the transition like you said your trend Alexander you've seen the transition you know what you expect because they're playing these guys are playing in the top league since when France is the top league mm. Okay, you know what I'm saying because mm. if if that's the case, if 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 that's the case, you can't you cannot say uh, 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 Griezmann, who's 29 years old, is number eight on the list, and a name is not even on a top ten. The guy that has won Champions League, that has won Olympic, he has won everything but the World Cup, and everywhere he goes, he dominates. He was he was playing with Messi. He never played under under Messi's shadow. He was not struggling the way Griezmann is struggling. So that's that's what I'm saying. That if if this list is maybe somebody with glasses sitting somewhere and taking out numbers <laughs> and pressing them, I understand. But if 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 you're gonna take out the talent, you know, out of this and look at the age and say, yeah, but this is a potential Bolendo. How many players that we've seen that had potential that never made it? We can say Nazri. Do you remember Nazri? Samir Nazri, I remember. Yeah. Dude. So much potential, exactly. Arsenal and Man City, mm. two thousand exactly, my friend. Nothing happened. So I know for a fact. I'm, I'm not. I'm not being beat. I know for a fact that this list, probably two or three, will make it. None of those people that will make it. All of them, because I know for a fact that we've been we've been seeing that for the last 10, 15 years. There's always a potential. There's always ah, the next Ronaldo, the next Ronaldinho, the next Messi. We've they're still there. There's no next, next, next. Yes, there's there's the Sancho is doing great things. The Sterling that we've seen that is doing great things. Mbappe. We're still waiting. Yeah. Mm. For me, Mbappe was still Marcus Rashford. We're still waiting. Mm. Yeah. You know what here's, I'm saying? Here's, here's a question that I'll that I'll that I'll throw back to to Sean. How are we measuring value? Because when I think about buying a player like Lionel Messi, immediately merchandise is flying off my shelves. There's there's mm. there's, there's a monetary value that goes beyond how good is he going to be on my team? And mm. Messi is still going to be great on your team. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how a guy like him to 22nd mm. and then someone like Harry Kane is number 10 dude dude uh, yeah it, it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> and I, I think I think this is possibly in terms of what you could expect in terms of like a transfer fee do you know what I mean I mean but to pay to pay anything excess in my opinion over 80 90 million pounds for a player is just ludicrous but it's happening now it's, it's a common thing. But for sure, merchandise would be absolutely massive. So you'd think your Ronaldo, your um, uh, Messi's would, would still be up there in terms of merchandise. Because that's the only reason Ronaldo's gone to Juventus. They've made their money back tenfold already. Yeah. Do, do, yeah. do you know what I mean? In terms yeah. of merchandising, TV rights, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but if you look at how young these guys are in terms of the top five or top ten, that can also give some sort of future salon deals um, potential earnings, etc. So that's why they are. And if you look at Messi and and Ronaldo late into their 30s, there's only possibly one or two more deals to be done 
Hence, they're not going to be valued at 230, 250 million pounds. Yeah, and, and, just ridiculous. To, and just to go on what Deco was saying, you look at a guy like Jao Felix for Atletico Madrid. Mm. They broke the bank for him. I remember they sold Griezmann, they bought Jao Felix, this wonder kid from mm. the Portuguese league. And he has not lived up to expectations and already his valuation is less than what Atletico bought him for. And he's still 20. Mm. Crazy, bro. And that's and that's the risk you take in this game. It's hit and miss. And just like uh, Teco has said, it'll be very interesting. I'd love to see Mbappe play in the Premier League. I'd absolutely love it because then you would see the quality. Exactly. And I know his quality without a doubt, but he, the Premier League is a different ball game altogether. But also, 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 also on that, I, I, I'm, guys, people that supports and that favors Mbappe, please don't bite my. Just listen to what I'm saying. If you all you you look at Mbappe's great games. He has never had a good, even in Champions League, when they play against the big team, he doesn't. He doesn't have a great game at all. Whenever he has a great game is when they play those teams in League R or, or whatever the case might be. You look at all the Champions League games last season when Neymar was back from the injury, what happened? They went to Turkey, Neymar scored two. They went to, they went to, uh, 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 Borussia Dortmund, what happened? They came back now when they're playing in behind closed doors, what happened? I'm just saying there's, there's so much impact when somebody else is there so that they can take maybe the attention away from Mbappe. When attention is all on Mbappe, I've never seen him rise to the occasion. So that's what it will be for me. It will be very interesting to see how is he going to cope going forward and being able also to permit to step up and you know refuse to play under somebody as a shadow because for now I think that he's playing under Neymar's shadow and it works well for him. I just want to see him playing mm. in a top league for me to justify his first position. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait. Let, let me ask you very directly, and this will be the last thing I, I, I say on the matter. So, do you think that Mbappe is the star or the co-star? Do you think that he's, you know, in terms of top he's a stunt. He's a stunt double. He's a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I, th- I, I, think, I think he's a star in his own right when he played mm-hmm. at the World Cup. But um, he's, he, he yeah, needs to do a lot. He needs to do a lot more. He had Pogba and Griezmann. Uh, yeah, but, but, he 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 needs he needs to shine in the Premier League. That, Sean, that's my Sean. Yeah. What I'm so, is supporting what you're saying. For me, what I'm saying is, as long as if if he can leave from League R, whether he's going to Spain or Italy or EPL, it doesn't matter for me. I want him to see him competing against the best for me to actually start judging him as one of the best until then. The reason why I'm saying Neymar is one of the best because I've seen him competing against the best. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm still. I've remember. I remember Neymar showing up when Barcelona was five five zero down. I think they were playing away in Paris, where the Barcelona needed to score five to win five zero. Yes, yes, yes. The famous comeback where they won. Exactly when when Messi was just walking around his pitch, you know, tucking his uh, sucking his thumb. <laughs> what happened to, to to Neymar? Neymar came back and scored a couple of goals. He created the last the, the last goal that we uh, that Barcelona scored to qualify. That's what I'm saying. I've seen Neymar when he's playing against and competing against the best. He always raises his hand, and I've seen also your Sterling playing against the backs. He always does that. But that's what I'm saying. For me to actually say, okay, Mbappe, I understand the price tag. I understand the all the hype behind you. I need to see you competing with the best. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. understood, understood. Well. Up next, we go from very famous footballers to unknown, specifically because they're going anonymous. Uh, if you look at our feature, uh, The Secret Footballer, what we do is is uh, we look at our sister publication, Kickoff Magazine. On their back page, they always have a story from somebody involved in local football who go anonymous to tell their truth. 
Sean, what you got for us this week? Yeah, it's um, it's quite a hectic one, but a quite an interesting topic. I think the answer is obvious, but it's it's nice to hear from players' uh, minds. So, this guy quotes: "When some players go to work and don't get paid, they take their frustrations out by drinking alcohol and staying out late. Other other players withstand the situation and go through whatever the team is going through without misbehaving. Every player is different. And Teko, I know you've 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 probably um, seen players do this." Um, I've certainly have as well. My time at a certain club where the salaries weren't being paid, and especially now, what's going on with this pandemic, um, we we hopefully not going to see players fall away by the wayside in terms of how they're conducting conducting themselves off the field. But this is a real thing at the moment. This is probably a, a real struggle in terms of players getting out of hand in terms of drinking. I hope not, but uh, and unfortunately, with without getting paid as well, your head you sort of you sort of lose your focus. You sort of lose to realize what the end goal is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's demoralizing as well, knowing for a fact that you, yeah. you're not getting paid, even though we know that there's something that you cannot do, or you can't do anything about it. It's not planned. We never saw it coming. But it's just frustrating mm. for the fact that, you know, you always believe that your contract will be the one that actually helps you out. But to be also fair to the players as well, I think the number of those players that used to be misbehaving like that, I think the number is reduced. The reason yes. why it has, it's because players have realized how important it is to, to keep playing. Because um, years ago, you'll find a player that will hop from one team to another with so much ease. These days, the teams are within their budgets. The teams now are looking at the age when they're signed. They're looking at all the behaviors. They're looking at all the important things that they were supposed to be looking at. I've seen a player that demanded a clearance from a team, from a certain team. And once he was given the clearance, he stayed two years without playing football. Because when he was still contracted with the team, the other team said, no, if you come here free, we'll definitely sign you. Now you're fighting here because you're thinking the grass is always greener on the other side. And then you get there. Now they don't want to sign you. Now you're having your clearance on your hand. And then now you can't play anymore. So now that's what I'm saying, that guys that are used to misbehave, there's less numbers of those. That's why they're getting exposed so quickly because there's no group anymore. You know, people are doing, people are understand what professionalism means. Even the ones, because now you can, see now because at first you'll see the most talented ones they'll be the ones that are doing that now the football has changed it has shown you that even the teams can win without your talent so now yeah so now all the talented ones they started working harder and the ones who've been working harder they're leading the pack so now if you want to go out and misbehave and do whatever that you want to do you'll be sidelined for sure you'll be the outcast within the team and it will show now you what you're going to do, be doing you're going to start hating the game and from hating the game you're going to hop from one smaller team to another smaller team and disappear yeah so that's what happens yeah good point very very interesting stuff uh speaking of players leaving teams uh we talk about bits once again uh so there's quite a few players every every day i see uh, a new player's name added to this list but uh, due to the potential sale of good best bits uh, a lot of the players might be on their way out uh, days ago we heard Tulani Klatrao, Dion Otto, Ashim Domingo and Gift Motupa uh, had been linked with the move away in fact Sundowns were rumored to have tabled a 17 million rand bid for both Otto and Tyson a source close to uh, the players has uh, spoke to kickoff recently and said the club has already indicated the sale of their stars he added the name Bhutlem uh, Banazi there as well. And then we have rumors of, uh, of, of Monare going to, to Pirates. So 
What do you guys make of this Blitz Exodus uh, first things first in terms of what you think the mood in the camp is currently? Not the, not the camp really, but <laughs> the mood of the players. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever experienced anything like this, but essentially a club are coming apart before I. Yeah, and, and, and sorry, sorry, and that's, um, I think this is the indication that a sale has gone through. I mean, it's, it's not it's not rocket science to try and work this out. Um, and it's it's very, very uneasy for players who are at uh, Bid Best Fits at the moment in terms of what their future holds. Because all of them are not Tulani Shachwaios or, or you know, Colin Alexanders or you know, these guys that will be easily picked up going down the line. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's no reason a player has to stay there if the team relocates. There's no reason a player has to move to Limpopo. So there's talk of that's where the, the club is going. Um, but as a player, as a, as a squad, as a team, this is very uneasy, especially if the, if the club still needs to complete the rest of the season. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's mm. there's still positions to be fighting for. There's still money to be made. Um, players want to still show showcase their talents in terms of getting in the transfer window. It's just very un, uh, un, uneasy, um, unnerving, and a little bit unprofessional, if you ask me. How, how do you think? How do you think a player like Lorenzo Godinho, for example, would be reacting? I mean, he only just signed now in January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just, it's, yeah. uh, there's no words to comprehend this. I mean, um, I can't see any player or any coach wanting to go to vendor. That's just my opinion. And uh, um, I don't know how they're going to restructure this club once it's been sold. It's, it's a weird one. Yeah. Hey, Chief, I, I think I've, I've, I've said this before, like the, the, the lucky ones actually, um, you know, are the ones who, who and struggle to find jobs, you know, are the ones who are easily marketable, the ones that have been playing regularly, you know, those are the ones that won't find it very difficult to negotiate uh, whatever terms that they'll be negotiating with, with whatever team. It's just that you find those who just came in, like you could do like, like him, like a deal, who's trying to uh, uh, um, settle in within you know, he's trying to play, come in and play regularly. So now for me, it, it I think it contradicts also what I said, because I said probably this has been a conversation that has been had like probably maybe for two years or so now. But the last, this season, Vets have still been signing players. So if they knew, if the coach knew, would he be signing players still? So that, you know, signing, so that, you know, come end of the season, they let they then you let go because the team will be sold. I think if that's the case, mm. I think that that was that was selfish of the team to do so. But then again, I'm speaking from an outside inside. Anyway, mm. but and I think um, yeah, man, you you you, I, I, Sean, look at this as well. Like the the PSL players, they can they, they already has a resume. You know, it's in the CV. I played for Vets. Here's my T-shirt. Here's my mm. picture to show for. Mm. Do you know how with Vets uh, development, how great it's always been. What's going to mm. happen to all those younger boys from MDC to the development coach, uh, 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 the shepherd? I think he was a coach for MDC, and yeah, all this, yeah. yeah, yeah, all those guys that have been doing all the great job. You know, you know what's going to happen to them. So I think just to to sell the status on its own, it's 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 not a small thing. It doesn't just affect the for the fact that the the team history and all that stuff and all the PSL players. For me, my heart goes to to those. Uh, 
younger boys that I had that had ambitions to play for Bitfest because Bitfest has always been the team that gives youngsters an opportunity to play in the PSL. Yeah, and with yeah. that has been taken away. We can't relate to any other team in Joburg that will give such youngsters a chance to play. So now all these youngsters, now they're going to be roaming around, knowing, not knowing where to go. So it's going to be very, very tricky for all these younger players come next season. So a lot of players will be out of jobs. Really. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's interesting as well, just to touch in there, Slew, a little bit of a fact, and I stand to be corrected, um, that Vitz is, Vitz is the, I'm talking Vitz University now, and Vitz in general is the biggest um, it's got the most kids underneath them in the in the entire world. It could be Africa, but I think it's the world in terms of uh, players coming through the system. Um, in terms of like under six, under seven, under eight, it's the biggest mm. amateur club in the in the world. It could be the Southern Hemisphere, so I'm not too sure. But that's I don't think that will be affected through the sale because we're just talking the PSL status. Yeah. But um, like you say, uh, take all these kids coming through. They they want to be playing at um, you know the, the beautiful stadium at the university, and that's not going to be happening. Yeah, yeah. And and another thing, uh, Gavin Hunt recently spoke to. Um, he was quoted in kickoff, but it wasn't uh, to kickoff. Um, it was it was the the, the what's, what's the organization with the football journalists? I'm forgetting, um, but uh, it's a football journalist association, essentially. Mm. Uh, and yeah. he was talking to them and he recently said that um, if the sale does go through, then they kind of just have to accept it. But interestingly, he said specifically, we'd have to accept it uh, that we're unemployed at that point. Sure. So, so it doesn't look like Gavin's moving up to 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 Venda with the team. <laughs> so, no you know, we remember we were talking about those Chiefs Gavin Hunt rumors, and we were we were all confused, going, "Why is this coming up again? Mm. Is this a potential reason why the the, the the chats were coming up again? Maybe, I mean, I, I don't know what what other what other fish is big enough to land a Gavin, but yeah. potentially. It's, I, I think what, what Teko said it best last week. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and that's all I'm going to say. Hibiri mm-hmm. <laughs> fire. <laughs> but uh, moving on, we have this week in football history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week, back in 1998, Joseph, aka Sepp Blatter, became president of FIFA, winning an election against Swedish challenger Lennart Johansson. He served until 2015 and is currently serving a six-year ban for corrupt activity. Ah, the legend of Sepp Blatter. (laughs) And uh, this week in 2001, Copenhagen beat rivals Brondby for their second league title. You may be asking me, Slew, why are you telling us this? We are a large South African support base of of Danish Superliga football. (laughs) I'll tell you why. Um, The reason why they won was part... Uh, thanks to a uh, spectacular goal from South African striker Spusiso Zuma. Uh, in the 56th minute, Zuma, who was signed at the start of the season by one Roy Hodgson, received the ball just inside the box with his back to goal, chested it up, hit an overhead kick into the uh, top far corner. The goal was later voted the league's goal of the year and the goal of the decade. So wow. huge, huge. We, we've got we've got records in Denmark over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, lastly, we have, uh, of course, this week in football history marks 10 years since the start of the 2010 FIFA World Cup, the first World Cup hosted on African soil. What you know about Waka Waka, boy? What you know about Zakumi over here? <laughs> you, guys, you guys remember Zakumi? Oh, A lot man. of people forget. Oh, man. Yeah, he disappeared, eh? <laughs> 
they disappeared. We never, we never see Zakumi anymore. Um, Damn. But ten years on, uh, I wanted to talk about this one story. So Benny spoke to reporters recently and blamed a misunderstanding between his club Blackburn and uh, Carlos Alberto for his snub, uh, not making the World Cup squad because he wasn't the, pre- the preliminary. My words. Uh, he was in the preliminary team, but he didn't make the final selection. So, Deco, as a man who was there, uh, what was the team's reaction to Benny missing the call-up? Um, the, the thing is, you know, the way it happened was most of the time, especially in 2010 itself, the year itself, most of the time, uh, I think the coach had already selected the overseas-based players. So we just wanted to have more look on the local players. You know, to mix with the international ones, because at the time, international ones were those still playing in their respective leagues, and in the league, the PSL was closed down, giving us an opportunity to go for camps. That's why we we're doing all those camps. And um, I think, honestly, to 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 be fair to you, everyone was looking to get themselves within the team. I don't think there was a point where any player would look. He looks somewhere and say, "I wish I can, uh, I can see Spanban on the team." Everybody wanted to see themselves in the team. Yes, it was heartbreaking for the fact that Benny wasn't there because we knew what he would bring, especially to us, the younger ones. We needed more experience within the team. But he had his own challenges that they've been there even before the World Cup, even before I started playing for the national team. And I think, and I don't think that come the World Cup, those issues would have been uh, swept under the carpet. I think they, they ever that. They that were having issues with Benny or Benny having issues with them. I think they use that platform as a statement to them, like okay, we'll show you or whatever the case might be. Because if because I don't think they they decided to put the country first. I think they, they decided to put their emotion their emotions first. Mm-hmm. What else we couldn't see Benny because if they they if the country was you know the one that they're looking at, I think we they would do anything to see that all the best players. Are available for the country and for the coach and then the coach decide but I believe that Benny Benny had an opportunity to be within the team I think Benny was and still is you know one of our top strikers that you know and and uh, and we just needed him on the pitch and I think you know it was just unfortunate not to see him there you know it was just unfortunate just that I don't know I've I've, I've heard about him say speaking about his issues but I don't know what happened exactly but we know I know exactly how I felt for me as a player but it's not something that we discussed in the camp and Teko just a quick one uh, just do you think Benny uh, deserved to be in that squad uh, I played here's what I'm saying Sean yeah. I played with Benny in a couple of games within the national team and uh, if my records then correct it I don't remember losing a game with Benny on the pitch in the national team. And uh, my thing is, but in so many games that we've played, he qualifies, he was not there. He was he was not selected or whatever the case might be because at the time I didn't know the criteria of selecting players as well and we didn't know what the plan of Carlos Alberto Pereira was. But I yeah. think I think also sometimes you know when you've played the game you know firsthand mm. once the coaches walked in the office to be introduced they already have a list of players. You know, to 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 cancel like no, this one they always have those type of players. They don't they don't want to give a coach enough chance to say, okay, coach, look at the, all the players. Yes, we had issues with certain players, but it's your choice. You choose them based on what you want to see. I don't think Benny was given that fair chance. I think he was the guy that any coach will come through and they will still be saying, I can choose anybody but Benny. You know the type of vibe. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, re- real quick before I ask another question, Sean, do you remember where you were when you saw Shabalala's goal hit the back of the net? I was in England. Shabin! I was in England. I actually left the country, man. I was. I had that horrific operation end of 2008. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, so I was just so depressed, if you like, but I had to leave the country and that's where I was, drinking a cup of tea in England. Well, <laughs> here's an interesting thing. So I was watching, um, so Shabalala did a, a, a joint Instagram live with Gachisho uh, Dikachwa. Sorry, Dikachwa. Um, sorry, all the phlegm be killing me with the, with the, with the cold weather. Um <laughs> But uh, they were busy discussing that goal and they both spoke about how they kind of like the goal to, 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 to the naked eye looks like, you know, it's just a counterattack. You pounce on the opportunity. But Shaba speaks about it like it was almost rhythmic, like everyone knew exactly what to do and where to be. Do you remember because you, you gave the assist for the goal? Do, do you remember what the tactics were, how you were set up? And, and, and did you have the same feeling that it was almost like 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 instinct? Like I'll be lying if if I say I still I even remember that it's either I I passed Shaba or the Hacho passed Shaba for that goal. I don't even remember. That's how that's that's how far back it is. But I'll tell you what, that with with everybody that was playing there, remember Shaba, the Hachwe, those guys are we were playing together in 2008 as well in Afcon in Ghana. So now most of the guys in Katlachompelas, all these younger guys that were playing actually in the World Cup, most of them have been in the national team for that long. So obviously we do have our own rhythm with this, this understanding without even having to say a word. So I think we've played so many games together. It becomes easier to adapt to any situation. And yes, you can, you can see even the goal, the passing from the back, penetrative pass inside the midfield, even if they can play it, it's not just an encounter. Apparently somebody was clearing the ball. It was it was a passing game that Pereira was in for in us and that was a great goal for Shaba. I mean ooh, ooh, you know man it's it's one of those goals that you know even me the person never scored it I'll never forget that goal I can imagine how Shaba felt you know after after scoring that type of a goal but I know for a fact that after scoring that goal what it meant to the country and what it meant to us who was playing there it gave us so much you know so much energy and and it gave us hope and that's that's when yeah. we actually started feeling that you know what we can actually do this but the reality of football is yes it's easier said than done but but that's an experience that I'll never trade for anything playing in the world cup it's it's something that I feel like not many are capable of doing it. So for us, those who are, who we're given an opportunity to present the country, I think we're very fortunate, and we should be appreciative of such moments. Absolutely. And then uh, lastly, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Clint Roper, my boss. Uh, he did an interview last week for the paper with Aaron McGuena, and he asked a bit of a toughie of a question. He said, "If you were at a restaurant and sat at a table with former national team captains of your generation," from Nigeria, Cameroon, Egypt, Ghana, Senegal, and Ivory Coast, would you be able to sit there with a puffed-out chest and feel like you fit in uh, and that your country's footballing pedigree would not be called into question? And Mbazo responded by saying he wouldn't feel comfortable at that table. He said, I would feel awkward. Uh, It would be uncomfortable because of all the resources we have available to us and what little we've achieved with those resources as compared to those African countries. He continues on, but I think that's quite the statement. I might even be able to, 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 to bring Sean in here. Isn't, that, mm. isn't it kind of heartbreaking to think of it through that perspective? Like when we come up against these other guys, that we have so much more to invest and yet we do so much less. 
uh, when it comes to the trophy cabinet? And I, yeah, it's 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 a good question, and it's 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 even more sad post World Cup. Do you know what I mean? Where we've got mm. these beautiful stadiums, we've got money invested in the game, um, we've got players earning good money, we've got so much talent that is just waiting to 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 be you know to to be um, founded if you like. But and and still we see nothing being done. We see no players being exported. Okay, maybe two or three here and there, but it's it's nowhere near like how Nigeria, Senegal, Ivory Coast, those sort of guys. And you've got to ask a question: Why is that? Is is it a mental thing? Um, are we not? Do we not adapt overseas? Are we not good enough? Um, and I think it's rubbish. We are good enough. We can adapt. So I just think that the money's flowing not in the right direction, possibly. And um, there's just opportunities that are not, you know, that are not given in, in, in the right in the right sort of areas. It's sad. Yeah, man. I think I think those guys are, are successful in terms of going overseas regularly, even before the World Cup, even after, is because for them it's 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 a matter of life and death for them to go overseas they have to make it they've got one choice and one option only is to make it because they understand where they are and where they come from and when it comes to us those who have uh, the same mentality that they have to make it because they understand where they come from are the ones who never gave it the ones most of the time they don't even get that opportunity and the ones who actually do get that opportunity they don't see it that way because of now if they make it overseas they don't understand the kind of opportunities the kind of doors they open for the other ones that are coming behind them i think if we had more players that actually made it overseas like make it make it like play regularly and you know like your drug but type of thing or whatever the case might be because i can't say drug but type of thing because you had benny as well but i'm just saying if you had so many players playing well overseas i think we'll always have a reference and always opening doors because once you do well overseas the scouts start asking where is he coming from oh from south africa okay let me go and check maybe i might find somebody you know, uh, uh, that plays like him or better than him. So now you, yeah. you, you, now the scouts are starting to come to South Africa. But the, the problem is, these guys go overseas for six, two years, and then they come back because of why? It's very beautiful in South Africa. It's hot and sunny. I can speak my language here. I know everybody. I want to be here. The ambition is different from the guys that are from Ivory Coast, Guinea, you know, you're everywhere else in, this, uh, in, in, in Africa where they know for a fact that Guy, I can go to go to, to to Russia and play on ice for ten years. To the <laughs> fact that my family needs to be good, you know, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for the ones that I left behind. We don't have the same mentality, and it's something that is either you have it or you don't. We can't we can't install that. You can't go and have a website and upgrade that for you to have it. It's either you have it or you don't. Do you, do you want to tell me? Do you know the story of Steven Pinal surviving? In, 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 in overseas not many people want to speak about it but that guy survived mm. you know there's a story mm. in Pinar do we, do we see other Pinar I'll be happy to see Keegan Dolly surviving with all despite his injury problems uh, Bongani Zungu surviving after being relegated thre- threatened then coming back and surviving and playing more years Pesitao moving from one team to one team finally gets a team that actually you know will show his true potential and other guys as well follow him in that route and then we can speak about okay guys have we done enough but I don't think that guys that actually went overseas before World Cup or whatever the case may I don't think they've done enough to open gaps and opportunities for other guys to come through 
Mm. 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 And I mean, you know, just based on what you were saying, we saw the impact of what a World Cup can have with uh, Banyana Banyana, uh, where one good World Cup, about five, six of those players are now playing in Europe. Uh, so for, for, for big enough teams like AC Milan, Benfica, uh, you know, and the like. So we see what uh, it can do. We see how fast you can make it to the top. Uh, and I think that's a nice segue into my next segment, <laughs> <laughs> which is looking at the top five fastest PSL stars. No, I'm not talking about how fast they run. Who cares about that? We're talking about cars over here, right? This is Carla Duma. Uh, and so I looked at the top five uh, PSL stars. This is also based on what I could find. So if you can yeah. find, if you if you if you can find someone faster, holler at me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be, um, and and I'll update my list. So coming in at number five, you actually mentioned him just now, Deco Percy Tao. Back in 2017, was clocked going 170 kilometers an hour. So we're, we're starting off, uh, you know, relatively chilled. Uh, yeah. Right above him is uh, Kaiser Chiefs legend Itumelen Kune who clocked 173 kilometers per hour back in 2014 on the N1 yeah. South. Yeah. Then we jump to then Platinum Stars man Tusopala, who back in August 2011 was caught going 195 kilometers per hour Ooh. on the N4. Mm-hmm. And then the most recent one, May 2019, Gabuza. Of Super Sports <laughs> United. 200, 2020. 2020. Sorry. Yeah, May yeah. 2020. 213 <laughs> kilometers per hour in a 120 zone. Where were you going? Uh, uh, and then, uh, absolutely, uh, number one, last but not least. And this one surprised me. I didn't, I didn't know he had this mean streak about him. But Orlando Pirates captain Happy Jelle, who went back in 2017... 223 kilometers per hour in a 120 wow. zone and he did it wow. in a bmw 135i so the only one on the list who i know who he was driving what he was driving so damn there you go top five so so guys have you guys ever been caught i mean maybe you're late for training i don't know maybe maybe there's like a brand new boots that you need to get and you need to be first in line have you guys <laughs> ever been caught speeding uh what's your record if you remember slew i am a model professional i follow the rules <laughs> i don't i don't i do not break any laws so my answer is no no zero speeding tickets damn son all right <laughs> Boo. Uh, I've been caught a couple of times, but it was never on record though. But yeah, I mean, that's what happens sometimes when you drive fast cars. You know, sometimes um, you're late for something, but you also rely, you're buying those cars because you, you have to rely on them. So sometimes I'll, I'll do that. I'll rely on the car to take me where I need to go on time. But, uh, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, but it's just, it just that it's that, man. It's just it's unfortunate that, you know, we'll forever be there. But I'm sure there's guys, there's people that have clocked more and that have caused more damage on the street than just footballers. But it's just that with footballers, you expect it. There's certain expectations for you to behave a certain manner. And we do mistakes. We do, we do mis- mistakes sometimes. But yeah, those are the kind of things that we do. Sure. And also it's not, these aren't like guys who just got a ticket these guys got arrested no 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 i don't even know uh, where the police station is or saying i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't do pursuits arrest- well Nothing. not arrested and, and they're put into a cell but like they they booked by the cops 
Nah, yeah. nah, never. I don't even know what the handcuffs look like, Chief. I don't know those things. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good. Nah, you see? Unless you're in the bedroom, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it happened once and we lost the keys. No more, sir. Oh, sh- <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, man. That, that'll be that. That's the headline for this car wash. It happened once and we lost the keys. Um, <laughs> but um, last year, I, I suppose we have time to take a quick look in the paper. Um, we are running a little low on time, but Sundown's chasing Peter Shalulile. So Shalulile is obviously in the hunt for the golden boot. Um, and Sundown's in the hunt for a striker. And there's been various strikers that they've been linked with. Um, around the same time that Pirates were linked with Frobler, they were linked with Frobler. Um, and I think Sundowns are always in the market for a top player. Uh, Peter Shalulile of Highlands. Uh, Highlands, I think, have, have had a couple players rumored to be leaving recently. Uh, so what do you guys, do you guys think Shalulile would be a good fit for, for the Sundowns way of playing? Um, and it's, it's, I don't think it's a question where the Sundowns would be interested. So, so let's just say, uh, start there. Do you think Shalulile is a good fit? Uh, um, you know, he comes as a foreigner as well. So for me, it is a, just because I know we're running very low on time, it's a, it's a bizarre one. Um, and I'm just trying to get my head around it. And I know there's a hefty price tag on there, so I'm not too sure it's going to happen. Teko? Um, I think for me, it'll be a big opportunity for Sundowns to get Gift Mutupa like they initially wanted him in the first place. For Shalulile, I don't think it will be a great fit because they'll start looking for stuff that he can't do with Sundowns. For him to take one-on-ones, we've never seen him do that. So I think it may be if he goes somewhere, but Sundowns, different requirements. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I think I, I perhaps should have put that segment before speediest PSL players because I would have had could <laughs> have segued so nicely into car of the week. Yes. But regardless, uh, tell Sleep, us you're, what, what, you're sleeping on the job. You're sleeping on the job. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping on the job, but uh, you know maybe maybe you've got some nice uh, recliner seats in the car. Yes, the yes. So I actually did manage to find out what car Gabuza was driving. You did? Uh, I did, I did. It was, um, uh, I'm not saying it's his, but it was an Audi A4 2-litre turbo. Right. Um, this one is a, quite a sluggish at 0 to 107.3 seconds, so it is quite crazy that he managed to actually reach the 220. Um, <laughs> he was challenging have, <laughs> Yeah, there have been severe doubts in terms of the radio system in this car. Not the great feedback in terms of that the beautiful thing about this car is the space hence why there were five people speeding at 220 kilometers an hour sure. ranging from <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah! he was with her Rang- yeah. yeah it's crazy uh, ranging from 450,000 to 800,000 top end all in all I give it a 6.5 out of 10 Man, so wait—you said that there's been some questions over the radio quality. Yeah, if you do your research on on this specific car, I don't know if there was a fault in terms of Audi, but um, that's the the stuff that's coming back to me. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe maybe like the the, the, the speaker stopped him from being able to hear the engine, <laughs> so it got to blare too loud. Then he was going too fast. They didn't realize. You see, exactly. Gotta give the benefit of the doubt to the boys. <laughs> but um, let's wrap this thing up. Nice and sweet mm. with the motivational quote of the week. Inspire mm. us. Yes, sir. Short and sweet. Change course, but never give up. So basically, sometimes things don't go your way. I believe these are detours in the right direction. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. 
I like that mm. a lot. Uh, I think I think we can all apply that to our own lives. Can I apply Absolutely. it to my own in, in many, many ways? But uh, <laughs> that is how we wrap it up. If you were joining us on Mahi Gang FM for game time, thank you very much. That is how we wrap up the show. Uh, and everywhere else that you guys are listening to us, SL Radio, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever it may be, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Slew. <laughs> and, and to Sean pa, and Tiko Mudise, thank you very much for joining me on the show. Awe. Awe, Awe, to the rest of you, uh, Sanmonan, wait, <laughs> am, I, am I saying hello now? This is a fun in the corner. Yes, this is a fun Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a Shangana Corner.